hesitation Got me going crazy Keep it moving, I'm tuned in to True North Racing The podcast that you need if you got the need for speed John Morrison interviewing guests in the industry Short track, stock car racing Gotta get it hyped, Saturday night under the lights Hear the engine rooming by Smell the gas and feel the vibe Going into overdrive Drop the flag, then the car zooming by True North Racing, let's go What's up, everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of the True North Racing Podcast, brought to you by Jumo Media and Promotions. First off, guys, I want to apologize. I'm uh, I was under the weather on the weekend, so if I'm sounding a little stuffed up or uh, a little bit different than what I usually do, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, but I'm here. We still got the interview in. Uh, the interview. I do not. I tested negative for COVID. Um, so it is not, it is not COVID. Uh, I think it was just weather related from last week, but we did the episode. Uh, the good thing is, is that all our, all our recordings, all our episodes are recorded through zoom. So there is no in, in person to person contact. Um, but yeah, so we got the episode in we're a day later than usual recording, but that is because, uh, when I set the schedule, when I started setting up the schedule for this year, I forgot yesterday was Easter. So when I started booking guests back in January, uh, and I talked to Quentin, him and I, f- I forgot that it was Easter this weekend. And, uh, so thank you for Quinn for making sure that, uh, you know, thank you for him for, uh, helping us change it up a little bit so we can both enjoy, uh, Easter dinners and we can enjoy time with our families. Uh, it was a great episode. It was great talking to Quinn. We, uh, we caught up with each other a couple weeks ago. Because we were at the Flamborough Speedway General Meeting. Sorry, the Canadian Vision Modified General Meeting at Flamborough Speedway. And uh, so some of these things we already talked about. But, you know, you guys are going to get a sense of that in the conversation. Uh, hopefully you all had a great Easter. Happy Easter, everyone. I know I just kind of ranted on a little bit there. Uh, but I'm excited to uh, be back. I'm excited to do another episode of the True North Racing Podcast. Uh, next week, you guys... Uh, we're having, we're, we're, uh, I don't know. We're not going to do it yet. <laughs> I, I've been teasing about something, but until we get everything clarified and cleaned up, uh, we'll, uh, we'll do some announcing then. So, uh, hopefully you guys had a great Easter, uh, this past weekend, this past week, uh, it was crazy. You know, it was, uh, Jacqueline's parents were gone for the week. They, uh, they went down to the beautiful and ever so gorgeous Dominican Republic and uh I'm gonna say this the one thing that's frustrating as hell was on Friday night I had to go pick him up and at the airport when I got to the to Pearson airport why what why do people just like jump out of line and then jump back in like you're speeding up to to move five cars ahead and then you're causing the same crap that someone else did and i'm sure you're getting mad at it you know just get in line and wait your turn you know that's what we're always taught sometimes yeah of course we're if you're first year if you ain't first you're last but sometimes it's good to just settle down and uh enjoy the time but that lineup was absolutely crazy once i got past the first set of stop like the first set of where like uh you can park it started clearing up a little bit but man was it busy everyone was coming home i almost told them to meet me down in departures <laughs> or up, upstairs in departures 
and that way it may have actually had a clean run to pick him up. Uh, but it's so good to have them home. We had a great Easter weekend with them. It was great having them back, showing them, showing us pictures of their time in the DR. Um, you know, we had the kids on the weekend. We picked them up on Thursday night after work. It was awesome. You know, we we uh, we made a welcome home. Well, Jacqueline made a welcome home cake for her parents. And uh, Friday night, we after lunch, I think it was we, you know, we were like, all right, or after breakfast, we were like, all right, let's go, uh, let's go get some stuff. It took us to the time that we got to the to Bulk Barn, which is five minutes away from their house, to realize that everything is closed. <laughs> yeah, we we forgot everything was closed on Easter on on Good Friday, so unfortunately, we had to settle for shoppers uh, candy to uh, top up the cake. But it absolutely looked gorgeous. Um, yeah, so the, we had that. They they love the cake when the parent when. Jacqueline's parents came home. They they enjoyed the cake. Uh, you know the kids. The kids were happy that they were home. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. It was nice seeing them, catching up with them. They definitely enjoyed the time down on the beach, and they're definitely missing it going back. Of course, on a day like today when we got when we just got snow, on uh on Monday there, um, but yeah. So I what do you guys think of the? I didn't get a chance to watch it because of it being Easter Sunday and. I changed up my times, so usually I I drop the kids off around 7 p.m. so I can get back in time on Sundays to record the podcast. Uh, but last night, because of Easter, I decided to keep them till about 7, 8.30. Uh, we left around 8.30. And uh, so I got to miss a lot of the race, but I want to know what you guys thought of it. What did you guys think of the finish? What did you guys think of... Um, you know what? What did you guys think of the race in general? What was the rain delay necessary? Was the was it too little? Was it too long? Because it felt like the because I was listening to it on uh, PRN through the NASCAR app, and it sounded like they, you know, the entire time that I was driving out there, it seemed like that they were on red flag. Now I don't know if that's you know, I, if someone can help me clarify, that'd be great. It's to me, it was something that uh, threw me off a little bit, but. You know, yeah. Let me let me know what you guys thought of the NASCAR race on dirt because it's uh something I haven't really got a chance to watch a whole lot of, but it's something I wanted I want to hear other people's opinion on. So if you're listening to this, jump onto our posts on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and let us know what uh what your thoughts are on uh, uh what your thoughts are on uh, the the Bristol dirt race. Uh, over on the so we're gonna jump over to Jomo Media. Uh, it looks like we're settling at 20 drivers for the year, which is awesome. Uh, working on getting some stickers out. Uh, gotta hit, gotta hit the post office. Uh, I'm hope to anyone who's listening, who, who are Joe media drivers. Um, uh, unfortunately right now, it looks like we may not be able to get stickers until almost May 2-4. I'm going to try another person, another supplier to see if they can get us some Joe media stickers so I can get them out to you guys, hopefully before the 30th, um, then that way you guys are ready to go on opening night for your divisions. Uh, what else? What else we got going on here? Uh, yeah, twenty drivers. Uh, there's gonna be an announcement this week, so stay tuned, guys, about Joe Media, better uh, about something. Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, what else we got? Uh, that's all, that's that's all we really got for Joe Media. But uh, the write-ups are continuing. We got tons of write-ups on the go. 
Uh, if you guys like them, make sure you guys share them. Share the crap out of them. If you're, if you're one of our drivers, share them. Uh, I, I gotta love them. Uh, give us, show us some love for them. Uh, coming up, uh, we don't have really much else going on with Joe Media. Sawwell Speedway, things are pretty dormant right now. We're, uh, but I do have something I can tell you that Jack and I are going up in a couple weeks. We're gonna shoot a bunch of footage, a bunch of video, and uh, we're gonna show you guys some different things around Sawwell Speedway. Now, this will be my actually my only second time ever being to Sawwell Speedway, so. I myself am going to be taking it in from a first person's view of it ever being at the track. So watch for those videos coming out uh, after our trip up there. Uh, stay tuned to Joe Media Promotions. Stay tuned to Solid Speedway Facebook page. And uh, you guys are going to check out some cool things from behind the scenes there. And as well, my personal. If you guys know it, uh, you guys can find it. Uh, it's not that hard to find. <laughs> I will keep you guys posted throughout the day as well when we're uh, hanging out at Sobble. Uh, so by April 30th, we're less than two weeks away from racing guys. I'm excited to go racing. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, Flambrough Speedway is going to be first up on the docket, uh, for us. And we are, uh, we're excited to get the vlogs going again. That's for sure. So make sure you guys are following up on the uh, Canadian Vision Modified's vlog on, uh, YouTube at Canadian Vision Modified CVM on YouTube. Uh, link will be in our description or in our posts. Uh, on the Canadian Vision Modified's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. Other than that, guys, I don't think I have a whole lot else to tell you guys right now until some more announcements drop. So why don't we just uh, jump in into our interview with Mister with the twenty sorry with the twenty twenty one Young Drivers Canadian Vision Modified Rookie of the Year Quinn Murdoch. All right, guys, this week on the True North Racing Podcast, we are sitting down. With the 2021 Young Drivers Canadian Vision Modifies Rookie of the Year, Quinn Murdoch. Quinn, man, how are you? Not bad. How are you? Uh, not bad. It's uh, I would say it's a, a long time no see because uh, we just saw each other at the uh, uh, general meeting a couple weeks yeah. ago for 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 the club. Um, but how's your offseason been going, man? It's been going just you know getting work done slowly on the car, but. Kind of just been messing around at home too with some eye racing and all that, but uh, mostly enjoying ourselves. Nice. How's the uh, how's the eye racing going? It's always fun. Yeah, I try not to take it too seriously. I'm sure it gets a little difficult though, eh? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, you're you're the or you're the 2021 Canadian Modified Rookie of the Year. Um. We talked about it quickly on the on our last vlog. Can you believe that's almost like six months ago? That that's like the last yeah, time we right. really like talked or saw each other. Besides the couple of meetings we've had, that's been like the last time we saw. You know, t- talk me through the off season. Like what what racing and, and having downtime. What all have you been doing to the car to get it prepared for this year? Well, we r- really we didn't do a lot at all. We just kind of made sure everything was cleaned up. Uh, we were going to try some different things with headers, but it didn't work out. So, but uh, we got the motor out and did a little bit of dyno tuning to it and uh, just to get it, make sure it was, you know, the max capability for the season. But other than that, we haven't really done anything because uh, last year we did a bunch of shit to the car. Yeah, for sure, man. Because you guys, it seemed like you guys had to uh, after the 2020 season, but to get ready for last season, um, 
but so let's 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 jump all the way back to where little Quinn because you're uh, you know it feels like you haven't been racing that long, but at the same time, like it feels like you have lots of experience under your belt. Um, when was the first time you went to a track? Uh, like to see a race, I feel like to watch a race, of, yeah. Like like one of the first tracks I probably went to was either Flamborough or, or Oshwegan. I think I, I can't remember, but I was I've been going to tracks before I can even remember, you know, younger. Yeah. Than, so really, you know, I, I always went to Flamborough and watched my grandpa race with WRKC. And then eventually it morphed into me racing. But I, I spent most of my time at Flamborough. But I definitely went to Oshwegan a lot as well when I was younger. Yeah. And uh so when was the when when did the racing bug really hit you to say like I want to get behind the wheel of one of these things and I want to go racing. Yeah. I've always liked sitting in go-karts and race cars ever since I can remember, you know, Yep. as I was a little kid, you know, there's pictures everywhere of me sitting in race cars and go-karts. And even before I was allowed to race carts, I was sitting in my grandpa's cart when he was working on it on the cart stand and pretending to drive. So as early as I can remember, I've always wanted to drive and be competitive and win races you know absolutely man and uh let's talk tell everyone a little bit like tell everyone a little bit about yourself but also tell everyone how old you are well i'm 16 years old i started racing carts when i was seven i started driving them when i was five but i started racing competitively with the wrkc at flamborough speedway when i was seven years old so that was my first full-time season since then to, to the, in 2020, I raced with them and eventually I got into the CVMs with my dad. We were going to split a ride and eventually I got my own car. And, uh, you know, you, you've definitely done quite well in that car. Cause I remember saying that your, your dad and I, Steve, we sat down and we talked about, you know, we, he, he, he was one of the early, earliest guests on the show. And uh, I think I told him, and I've been saying this since that last year, you're going to be a, you know, I felt like you were going to be a strong contender and uh, safe to say, you did not prove me wrong. Last year we did really well Uh, at the end of the year. We really started to ramp up, right? The beginning of the year was a little rocky, but at the end of the year, we started winning features and eventually we got that, the overall feature win there. Absolutely. You know, you walked away at the end of the season with four, checkered flags in hand and uh you know you you didn't ever finish terrible throughout the yeah. entire season you know i don't yeah. think i can recall you finishing outside the top 10 really yeah mainly we were up there in the top five and even on a a rough night we were still up in the top 10 you know but you know trying to stay with these guys and we're hoping where we can give people a run for their money this year absolutely and and you know and the cool thing is I just brought it up on our, on the CVM uh, Instagram page here <laughs> was that the last time we were out, you were the feature winner. Yes. So to me, like you're, this is probably the longest someone's been a, a, a race winner. Actually probably 2019 to 2020 was, um, but you know, that was the longest time. That's a long time to be the last feature winner. So does that bring, does that help you carry momentum into the season? I think, uh, yeah, it helps us carry a lot of momentum, you know, with 
not only knowing that the car is a good car and can compete, but even my confidence level and, you know, that I can, I found the limit and I think we can still push it further. So really we're just going to be pushing to go faster this year and hope we can rip off a few more feature wins. You know, with a, with a, with a tight and competitive field that we have, there's no doubt in my mind that you would be leading one of those, uh, one of those packs come, uh, come early on in the season and be definitely a contender for the championship at the end of the year. Um, but you know, it's, it's, you're coming into this season. Well, you know, you won the rookie of the year. Um, you won, uh, the last feature race. And this year you went, you changed the car up and you put on a bold new face on that thing. eh? Yeah. We went for a whole new thing. You know, we, we went and looked at the old car, the flat black. We said, you know what, that's too plain and we need to, we need to make it look better. So, you know, Darren Dryden did an amazing job on the car and it's, I'll tell you when you guys see it at the track for the first time in the sun, you're going to love it. Does it shine as much as it looks like it does when in uh, Darren's shop? Oh, it looks um, awesome, dude. It's amazing. Well, you know, we got, uh, unfortunately, this is, a, this is the issue we ran in with this year, was that you were supposed to be in the booth for the CVMs this year and to, to display that new paint scheme, you know, and unfortunately because Motorama and and the, the, the team there that runs it, they move the dates from our usual date, which is right before March break, now to the end of April. Well, guess what? That coincides with our first race. Yep. It How, was, yeah, it was unfortunate we couldn't bring the car to Motorama. And yeah, you, we, yeah, we were looking forward to it, honestly. I was about to say, I'm like, we uh we talked about it at the general meeting for a couple minutes and saying, you know, you were gonna go that Friday, and it was kind of like a, a it, it sucked that you were not going to be able to you know, have your car there and then show your friends, like, look what I got boys. Yeah. It was, it was my auto class at school. They're going to Motorama. I could have shown off, you know, my cool looking race car. (laughs) Absolutely, man. Like that would have been, you know, being 16 years old, you know, having, having a Canadian vintage modifieds, I'm sure, you know, raises some eyebrows. Oh yeah. For sure. School too. eh? For sure. Now, uh, have you ever taken the thing to school? I want to, you know, uh, for the people that do know our, our situation is our cars are at the racetrack. So we, you know, I, as much as I want to bring my car to school and have people, you know, show them what it's all about, uh, bringing my car from Flambrough Speedway to Kitchener would, would not be ideal. You know what? I feel like we need to make this happen just one time. Oh, just, yeah. just for a day. If uh, any of our racing friends out there who have a free trailer and would like to bring a, a CVM up to uh, Quinn's school for, for a half a day or a day. And, uh, you know, that would, that, would, that would help turn some heads and really garner some interest in this club. Oh, yeah. They, it would definitely bring some more people in and, you know, teach some newer kids what a vintage modified is. Absolutely. So what really got you hooked onto the onto the vintage modified? Well, you know, the, the cars of, I've always known what they were. Obviously when I was younger, uh, Jared Morphy ran the 14 car in 2014, I think it was. Yep. And I was 
eight years old. And so basically every week we were at the track with Jared with the car traveling around to all these different places. So that's when I really got my first taste of the CVM. And uh, of course, my dad's always liked the cars and he's seen them for a lot longer than I have. So when we eventually got the opportunity to get one, there was no way we were going to pass it up. You know, and that was uh, right at the, when did you guys acquire that car? And in, in, was it 2019 or was it at the beginning of 2020 when you guys got it? It was like the winter, like November, December 19, I think going into 2020. Yeah. And uh, we really started working on it a lot through 2020, like January and February. And, uh, you know, you guys, like you said, it's, it's, in, it's hard to bring your car because your cars are uh, located at the track. But at least on, on race day, all you have to do is show up. Eh? Oh, it's, it's nice to just walk in with your helmet or something instead of pulling a whole race car. As, what, what's the, what's the uh, thing? It almost sounds like you're a suitcase driver, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you're, you're walking in with your fire suit, your helmet. I almost and... feel like a NASCAR driver. You know? <laughs> hey, we can't be having that in our division now. <laughs> all our guys are hard workers. For sure. But, you know, you equally put as, as much effort into the car to make sure that it's race ready uh, every Saturday night. Yeah. You know, and last year we ran 11 nights the year before that. I think you got the taste of two nights. I got uh, out of the four nights we had, I had three nights. Oh, right. Cause you, you, yeah. Cause uh, your dad drove the first yeah. night. And then I drove the second night in his car. Yes. And the last two nights we had two cars. And that's when you acquired the seven car. Yes. Now your dad and I talked about that, obviously, but what do you recommend? What do you, sorry to recommend? What do you remember of the deal and how did you guys acquire that seven car for anyone who is new to listening and just finding out about this now? So I'll tell you how I saw it was we were at the track really testing. We, we were going to test the 42 car. Cause I, it was still early days for me, you know, it was before or just after, or yeah, right before I drove the race in the 42, I was getting laps in before I did the race and Ron Easton shows up with the seven car in his trailer and he, he rolls it off and we're taking a look at it. My grandpa goes, watch, go sit in it. And he's like, he's like, he comes in the window and he's like, yeah, I just bought it. So you can go do a couple laps around the track. I was like, huh? So basically that was my, that was my eyes on it. We, we got the seven car that day. And, uh, from then on, we were doing all of our own little upgrades on it, like adding coilovers and, you know, making sure all the stuff's up to date. So wait, wait, so Ron Easton brought the car. Yeah. And they told you to sit in it. Basically, this is because they, they were a part of it. You know, I, I wasn't I was at the track doing other stuff with the 42 car. I didn't so, even know the seven car was coming that day. So the deal was already done before it got to the track. Yeah. And I it was more of a surprise for me. <laughs> oh, wow. That, so what was so what was that feeling like knowing that, like you know, like hey, get in the car and then you get in the car, you're sitting there. And they're like, all right, it's yours, man. Fire it up. Let's go. Yeah. It, it was definitely unexpected. I'll tell you that. I, I didn't think we were going to have a second car by uh, that early in the season. We were definitely chit-chatting about it and talking about it. And we had our eyes on the seven car. But 
we didn't think we were going to do it till the end of the season or till this year or, you know, yeah, but, and we'd ended up pouncing on it so that, you know, we got our stuff done earlier and that gave us two cars for a full season last season. You know, and, and you have definitely a fast car. That is for damn sure. Um, you know, so obviously being a two, two car team, now that you you're one, you've won. Now, what's it going to take for you to uh, help out the old man and get him faster? You know, I, I try to help him. <laughs> yeah, I, I can only help him so much. You know, he's definitely one of the guys I want to beat. That's for sure. You know, we, we always bicker back and forth to each other. I, I You know, hell, I've even jumped in on that thing. You know, yeah. <laughs> it sucks putting a camera on your car because, you know, because if you're out front, well, damn, I can't turn the camera around and point it backwards. Yeah. Meanwhile, if I put it on your dad's car, I'm like, well, I'm going to get lots of action because it's going to be at the back of the pack. <laughs> well, hopefully you'll be able to get more camera footage in our, on my car this year because uh, I think I'm going to be starting in the back most of the time this year. That sounds like it. That is, yeah, yeah that definitely sounds like it because so we're, you know, we're going to have a lot of action coming through the field. That's for sure. You know, and What's it like beating guys like Jared Morphy, Ricky Williger, uh, Mike Pod, uh, TJ Marshall? What's it like being at the front of, of, you know, being ahead of those guys when you cross that stripe? You know, it, it makes you feel good, especially, you know, just seeing this Rookie of the Year trophy I have, looking through all the names and all the history that's on it. And I'm racing with these people and knowing that I can, I have the uh, ability to stay with them and, compete is definitely really really cool what is uh what sorry go ahead i was just gonna say like all those guys i respect them all you know they're veterans of the club and they've won championships now and uh it's really cool to race with them absolutely so where's uh where's your eyes headed you know where's your focus going into 2022 Really, we're just going to aim to have a consistent season, kind of see if how far we can take it, see if we can run top five most of the time and just, you know, have a good season, you know, with uh, try not to have many mistakes and see if we can pull it off. You know, we have a 14 race schedule laying ahead for us. Which uh, which event is circled for you on that calendar to be like? This is one I feel like it's gonna be good for us. You know, I'm. Or one night are you are you excited for the, for this season? I'm thinking I'm gonna circle the whole entire calendar every single day. <laughs> you know, we're gonna try to make every single night count. Now, are you guys? Uh, so, one thing I haven't talked about a whole lot yet. Actually, no, I'm not going to bring that up yet. I got to still talk to a couple other people. So I'm going to skip on that one for now. Uh, I'll talk about that after when, when, when we're done, just stay on. I'll, I'll bring that up after, right. uh, you know, I feel like this season, you know, last season was fantastic. We had a ton, a ton of rookies still technically carried over from 2020 now that we're down to a few, what are some things that you're 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 gonna keep an eye out for more this year when you see someone who uh, like a Scott Tonelli or Jay Peppin who are just getting started in this in the club? What are you what are you gonna be looking whenever you uh, 
when, when, you're, when you're racing with them? Oh, well, you know, I just, you know, racing around them is going to be important. You know, you, you got to get to know the guys you're racing. Yeah. You know, and it was definitely like that with everybody else in the club when I first started. It's just, you know, once we get close to each other and we can race, then I'll know how that this person races or, you know, if they're going to, you know, run us clean or, you know, make our night a disaster. It all depends, right? Absolutely. Uh, we're going to take a couple of minutes here. And uh, we're going to go into our fan question period. Whereas I'm sure you saw earlier today on our Facebook and our Instagram feeds, we put out saying, Hey guys, submit your questions for our guests this week. Yes. And we got a few of them lined up for you. Are you excited for them? Yeah, I actually didn't read any. So these are all going to be new to me. Oh, perfect. Perfect. All right. The first one up we are going to bring to you from Mr. Scott Tonelli, the rookie that we were just talking about here. What was your biggest challenge adapting to these cars in this class as a rookie? Well, uh, you know, coming from a go-kart being less than an inch off the ground to having a big uh, V8 under your, uh, under your seat is definitely a lot different. I think the, the, the biggest thing was just getting used to the, the way that the car rotated and feeling all the car move when you're under braking. Just kind of trying to be one with the car, you know? trying to see how far you can get on the apron and see how well that helps you hook around the corner. It's all just adapting. Absolutely. Our second question comes to us from Miss Megan Mitchell. And she goes, is there significance behind the number seven? Uh, well, some of the history of it, you know, the car has been the seven or oh seven as long as I can remember. It's been the same car for quite a few years with Doc Roper and AJ Roper driving the car and eventually making its way down to us. So the seven does hold history with that car and that chassis, that roof. So I would definitely with that car, I've never changed the number. It would always stay the seven. Sounds good, man. And then uh, she also adds, what went through your mind when you crossed the finish line for your first win? Uh, really, it was relief. You know, it was just there all season. You know, we ended up getting some thirds and a second, maybe a fourth and a fifth here. It was just a matter of time. And once we did get a feature win and the really it was the overall win at the end of the year, that was really a good accomplishment and uh, made me feel real good about the end, uh, uh, how we ended the year last year. And then uh, Megan wants, wanted to add that she just wants to say that you're an incredibly talented young man and that she enjoys watching you out there. Keep up the amazing work. You are going to go far. Thank you. I appreciate it. And then our last question comes to us from good fellow racing. Do you consider yourself to have natural talent or taught talent? Oh, that's a tough one. I thought that was fantastic. Actually. You know, yeah, that's a good question. Cause you know, I feel like a lot of my race craft and the way that I was, I've been taught how to race was from my grandpa and he definitely showed me the roots. But I think after you get past that point, you start to teach yourself and adapt yourself. So I'd say it's almost both. I've, I've definitely learned now recently to naturally get used to the car and be able to 
get the car to where I need it than when I was younger. It was more of a telling me how to do it, you know? Yep. All right. Well, that wraps up our fan question period for this week. Please make sure that you guys are uh, checking back onto our social media pages every Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we'll, we will let you guys know who our guests will be for that night and make sure to get your questions ready for them and drop them in our uh, comments and in our question box on Instagram, as well as on uh, Twitter. Uh, thank you, Quinn, for answering those questions for us. Yeah, no problem, man. I always love that segment. It's always fun to see what, uh, what kind of questions people come up with. And, you know, it's, we, we've had some really, really weird ones and they've always included a backstory. Think, think yeah. but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, to me, it's such a great way to, to find out more, a little bit about you guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we talked about this year, you know, you guys are going to take it one race at a time. I, we didn't really talk about it. We kind of skimmed over a little bit more. So you got behind the wheel. So I'm going to jump all the way back to the beginning here again, again. Okay. Okay. So getting behind the wheel at age seven, you know, how, how much have you put? So I, cause I don't, I know absolutely like zero about karting. Okay. So why don't you walk me through the classes and you know, where you started to where you, where you raced till. So at Flamborough Speedway with the WRKC, the kart club there. They have a bunch of different classes for a bunch of different ages. And each class has a different weight and different engine, different slides, you know, all this stuff for restriction. So when I was seven years old, we ran a restricted class called Cadet. And the classes for the older kids is Novice and Junior Light and Junior Heavy and Senior Medium. Those are all the other classes. But every kid, when they're young, they start out in Cadet. It's the slowest class, but the, the class for the, all the young kids. And, you know, really starting there is when I got used to seeing a cart and working on a cart and learning what, how tools are and how, how to work on mechanical stuff like that. And as you get older, I think I definitely got better and I got understanding more about the go-kart stuff. But uh, it's... You know, it's hard to, it's hard to explain, you know, you have to go there and see it and, you know, for, for yourself. Right. Yeah. So when do you, so just for anyone who doesn't know, cause I do know when they race, when does the, uh, are you still racing in the WRKC WRKC now? Yeah. I race every once in a while, you know, if we have a free, usually cause in the Saturday mornings, when we race the CVMs, there's, there's go-karts in the morning and that's their club. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go early in the morning and race before the CVMs and race two things in one day. So yeah, I still race now, but they race every Saturday morning, basically. So all summer long. So uh, just out of curiosity, what kind of, and it, and it's, they race at Flamborough Speedway in the mornings yeah, and it's free to go, right? So watch the races. Yeah. It's absolutely free. Now, what kind of action can people expect to, uh, to watch from the WRKC there? Well, you see a, uh, a variety of different classes and different teams at the racetrack. You can see a lot of walking up and down the pit lane. You can see all the work being done on the carts and all everyone having a good time. And up on the grandstands, you can watch some good racing on the racetrack. But uh, the number one part is 
for Flamborough Speedway has got to be the Flamburgers. <laughs> Going to Flamborough, you can't go wrong with a Flamburger. That's for sure. Oh, say less, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, that is the like the go-to. Like, I have to make sure I have tickets, and I have to get myself a Flamburger each time I go. That's true. It's tradition, man. It's so bad for you. Oh, but like, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> and it's, it's what's worse now is the fact that they added things like onion and bacon full time. You yeah. know, those used to be just like premium items for Frost Frosttoberfest. Yeah, but you can get them all the time now. Oh, I, I always get myself a, uh, you know, a bacon, bacon burger. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then ketchup, mustard pickles and then you're just like you're set for the night that's gotta be when you're when you sit down on the grandstands with a blanket or something and your flam burger in hand watching some racing you can't go wrong absolutely um i had one more thing i wanted to ask you here and i want to see what you were excited about we already asked you what you what event you were excited about but is there a track event I've, i've never actually asked this one is there a track event that we are racing on that you're excited to watch or be a part of like with the CVM car. Yeah. So like, you know, we're going to be, we're, we're going to be a part of, Oh, meet the driver's night. That's it. That's going to be something that I'm looking forward to. Please tell me you got hero cards lined up. Oh, we're, we're going to have some for sure. There we go. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. That's what I want to hear. Uh, I'm hoping that all our cars go out in intermission and get lined up and do uh, meet the driver's night because our cars are probably the most, I can't even say our cars. Cause like I'm a part of the club, but like I don't race them. Yeah, I just, you know, you're, you're a part of the club. I just, I just do media, man. <clears throat> But to me, it's something that I've been a part of Meet the Driver's Night in different areas. Yeah. Like one year being a crew chief for another one for another guy. We uh we had uh the car come out for 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 Meet the Driver's Night. And then we had someone come up to us and we're like, oh, you know, what happened with the car? <laughs> like I was cheering for you guys. I was like, well. We're SOL here, so I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, what do you tell them, right? Yeah, that, that's probably the downfall. And what the worst part was is the driver shifted the blame onto me. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. Go talk to him. <laughs> I'm like, and too that's, much. That's drivers for you. Got to blame on the crew chief. <laughs> so so what are we saying about you then? Are you just going to pass along to uh, to anyone on your crew then? You know, I try not to. <laughs> I try not to blame it on anyone else. You know, usually something happens on track. Uh, I know if it's on me or not. But yeah. when, it, when it's mechanical, oh, yeah, I blame my dad <laughs> for sure. Oh, man. Well, we're going to be having a fun season this year. We're going to be a part of so many events at Sunset or as <laughs> at Flamborough Speedway. And, you know, we got opening night. We, you know, then we're going to be off for a couple weeks. We're going to race. 
What? Okay, so that's my question because I don't think I've had another CVM guy. I don't feel like talking to John about this, but I'm sure he'll man listen to this one too. Yeah. What do you feel about the schedule? I think it's good. Like, You're fine with like the two off and then like the four on and then two it, one one two off then five on. Yeah, I don't mind that because we have like a one strong period where there's three three races in one month and then three races in one month. I think that's yeah. good, you know. It gives guys like, time to work on the cars if they need to. Yeah. I don't know. I just I'm still iffy on the schedule, but I'm excited to get back to Flamborough. That's for damn sure. Really, like I think a 14 race schedule and the way it's set up is really well. But I mean, you know, we've we've all seen uh if you follow vintage modifieds, you've seen a lot on Facebook that some guys aren't really close to not finishing their cars. Yeah. It's because opening night's coming up really fast, right? Oh, especially after the last two years where we've had till June. Yeah, and that's I think people are used to that. And now opening night's coming up so fast, guys are unexpected. It's, you know, that's the only thing I would have changed, you know, maybe another week less. Yeah. Well, you know, we're going to be, we're going to get into the season. We're going to go have lots of fun. And I'm sure you're going to be up there collecting checker flags, man. Oh, yeah, we'll be trying. All right. Is there anyone you want to thank for getting you here so far? Uh, really, my my grandpa and my my dad, my uh, sponsor, Young Drivers of Orangeville. They help out a lot, and uh, Darren Dryden for putting an amazing wrap on the car. Uh, New Generation Crate Engines. They uh, they help us dyno our motors, and you know we'll we'll be definitely fine tuned for this season. And you'll see us up front. All right, man. Well, we're not going to hold you too much up here for the rest of the night. You have you go have yourself a good night. All right, man. All right. All right. We'll catch you later. All right. All right. See you in two weeks. Bye now. Yeah. All right, guys. That was the young man, Quint Murdoch. Uh, it was definitely a pleasure chatting with him and uh, seeing where uh, where he started, where he came from. We are. I can't believe you guys. We're just uh, we're two weeks away from going racing again. And uh, I, I'm excited. I'm 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 getting sleepless. I'm my GoPros are getting are about to get started to get charged uh on April thirtieth and May first. It's gonna be busy for me. That is for sure. You guys are gonna hear about that either this week or uh uh next week before the show. Um we're we're gonna be extremely busy. We got some cool things happening, we got some new things going on, and uh yeah, we're uh we're gonna be we're going, we're going back racing. Uh, my GoPros are getting ready. I'm still in the market for looking for another one to uh, set us up for a uh, extra camera angles through for the Canadian Modifieds this summer because it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a blast. That is for sure. Uh, man, what else we got going on? Merch, merch. I know I always leave it till the end, so that way if you stick around to this point, thank you guys for listening. We do have Jomo Media and uh, Apparel and as well True North True North Racing Podcast merch available at our links in our bio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It'll take you to our link tree where you guys can go ahead and purchase your own Jomo Media or True North Racing Podcast hat, hoodie, t-shirt, uh, cutoff, uh, muscle shirt, um, and whatever else they got going on there right now. Uh, we are we are in the process. I got to still talk to my friend. We are looking at changing 
Um, so if you guys want some Joe Media merch, let me know. We are going to be doing an order here uh, shortly from my friend. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. Um, make sure you guys like, comment, share, subscribe the crap out of the singing. Uh, let's, uh, you know, don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe the crap out of this. And uh, let's let's get it out there. Let's get other people looking, listening and uh, enjoying the show. Uh, other than that, guys, I have nothing else for you for right now. We're we're two weeks away from racing. Uh, let me know what you guys, like I said, let me know what you guys thought of the uh, Bristol Dirt Race. Uh, make sure you guys like, comment, share, subscribe. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Once again, guys, my name is John Morrison. And you guys are listening to the True North Racing Podcast brought to you by Jomo Media and Promotions. And we'll see you all next week. Bye now.